welcome to Money with Mac and G. We're so happy that you're here. We have two special guests today. The first one's a 13-year-old who is an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneur at heart, who has some really great stories and has lived all over the country and all over the world, to be quite honest, and has some great stories about some different money items in those different places. Her name is Katie Shisha, and we also have her father here too, who's going to bring some interesting insights. We're so glad you're here. Please subscribe and like this podcast, uh, the video on edge accounting, and we're so happy that you're here today. Katie, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. And did you have a great time at the beach today? Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was, wasn't it? I think I got a little too red. Been hanging out in Indiana just a little too long, right? Yeah, definitely. You need to come down here. Yeah, I need to come down it's here. It's kind of like longer. a lobster mixed with a raccoon. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Yeah. Well, we're just I'm just so happy that you're here because I know a lot of the stories about you and and I know you're a little bit nervous. So don't worry about it. It's all okay. You're 13 and you're doing some amazing things and just kind of wanted to dive into it because it has to do with money and it has to do with what we can teach and help other people think about on how to make some money. What do you say about that? I sound that's cool. All right. Well, I talked to your uh, father, who I've known for 20 years, so about seven or eight years longer than you've been alive. Is that a little scary to think about? No. I just, actually, no, it is scary to see what my dad was doing at that time. You're a little scared. <laughs> and when you grow up, we'll tell you. You're a little scared about it, who his friends were before you were actually born. Yeah. I got it. But to make, it. to make it really simple, it's about the same thing as now. Ben and I were sitting, watching TV, and eating warm Ben and Jerry's ice cream with a fork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, then. Things haven't changed much in no, space. In London, the when we were sitting in a Holland Park, enjoying ourselves, eating some wonderful ice cream. So, uh, but it's all good. We just had a tomahawk, which and we good. should note that the Ben and Jerry's there tasted like the Ben and Jerry's here, which it, is not always the case. But that was very cool. It's amazing. <laughs> that's a good right? thing, I guess. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a great thing. Even if they sell it at Tesco over mm -hmm. there or Costco, which they did have over there, or any of the local mm -hmm. places, it was still pretty amazing. <laughs> so, um, so what's but What's, the M&M's were different. You got to remember that. The, the M&M's were different. I can't the remember. M&M's tasted a little different. They were kind of, the, the candy coating was a little bit more sugary and sweet. There you go, yeah. But the M&M's here were better. So, Thanks. you know. The ketchup over there for the McDonald's was actually sweeter. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So. Ketchup. But it's all good. So. so, when we went to go eat at Burger King, we had to go over to McDonald's to get the ketchup packets. Yes. Because they were right next door to each other. So, Ben would go into the McDonald's to get the ketchup packets, and I'd go to Burger King and order. So, somehow, I always ended up paying for stuff. Yeah, and that's cool. He, he so just liked he it. Was thinking business and saving money from the beginning <laughs> i was just thinking that i wanted to give him the opportunity to feel good about himself yeah. and buy dinner so it's we got evil mastermind and minion got it. <laughs> exactly you can look exactly. at it like that but i you, the generosity that you put out into the universe it comes back so you know and the great part about it about you katie's you have a twin sister ava right and yeah, she minion. she was invited to be here if she wanted to but i think she's back in her room uh doing a lot of reading, reading a book Yes, yeah. reading a book, which I think is amazing. She loves thing. reading her books. Loves to read the books. But um, I know you're a little bit different because you love doing your little business on the side. Isn't that right? Yes, it is a more of a hobby. But yes, business, you can say it also. And I think it started maybe a little bit with your dad because your dad saw some stuff. You want to try to give us the story? Maybe dad hops in and helps you out a little bit? Um, you don't have to look at him to see what the story is. You should know this story, right? <laughs> see, you don't have to look at me for approval because we'll just edit it out if, <laughs> if there's a problem. Okay, yes. This, um, 
So it all started off as my dad is also a very amazing entrepreneur. Yes, he is. Oh, wow. And I did, here's $5. Thank you for that compliment. <laughs> um, I always admire how he started new businesses and helped them. Yeah, helped them grow and develop and them. And I loved how he used techniques to mm-hmm. uh, negotiate to get what he wanted a lot of times. Okay. So, and when he, so he, when he took me to a flea market... Okay. Or and garage sales, I find it very um, fun to just go around, see the new deals and the exciting part of it, and see how low I can go. And on also the price. think about yeah. it, because at the very beginning it was how cheap things were relative to relative what you to the relative to how much you would have to pay in the store to buy them. And if you wanted, let's say, a game that could be twenty dollars in the store. And we'd say, no, it's too expensive. And then you'd see it for like a dollar at a garage sale because the people, they weren't thinking of how much it was worth. They were thinking of getting rid of it out of their house. And I think that's amazing because you realize that. You go, oh my gosh, this is so completely inexpensive. I would love to to get this because I can get a hundred times more than I could buying it full price. I can buy it brand new or I can buy them at the garage sale and get... 20 different things for the price of that one brand new thing. So what kind of things did you like normally like hunt down? Did you um, hunt down like old beer cans or? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I am underage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just checking. Okay. Um, <laughs> See, Ben's worked around the world, so he gets a little confused yeah. on those sort of things. Yeah, France, France and, Don't worry about and 16 it. in Germany <laughs> and, uh, at right. the beer festivals. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> no, I mostly... Do a lot of things, collectibles, almost any collectible. Collectibles. Now, so for some people, they don't know what a collectible is. What, what is that? Is that... It is... A, it's like a supply and demand. Okay. A collectible is something that is low on demand, but high in demand. Oops. So well, low actually, in supply, but high in demand. Well, right. Think about collectibles is things that you, you buy that you start to add more and more yes. to your collections Collection, right you like, so what are some of the things that you see as a buy that you bought one and then you liked it so much you wanted more of those um definitely star type. wars star, star wars, wars. Stuff. Who, who, who's your favorite character by the way um luke I or i don't Dine really Vader. have one i like i really love star wars and just every... things from yeah. star wars yes awesome mm-hmm. like lightsaber i heard you have an awesome double-sided um, light, lightsaber yes right? i have a possessed double-sided possessed like, yes it's possessed oh it on man its own. so what makes it possessed I have no idea. It's just so. But but, well, but how do you know it's possessed? What happens? It just lights up for no reason. Some days it stops, just doesn't turn on at all. Other didn't days. You, didn't you tell the me there was of the night. a new Star Wars that came out and then it started to glow or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> you know, that's it was like it was communicating <laughs> with the movie. It was possessed. It, it was, was totally really possessed. It was a little creepy. So, so you got things that are cool that you want to collect that other people go, ooh, you got a double-sided lightsaber that's possessed, and you've got this or you got that. What are what are some of the other things? Because I know there's one thing you focus in on for sure. Um, I focus in a lot on Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, other um, Disney items. Because you live near Disney. Yes. And you also know that people are a little cuckoo, cuckoo. No, Towards yeah. Disney, right? And they'll pay crazy amounts of money for stuff, right? Yes. I can get it for cheap. 
at the flea market yes. for brand new items and then maybe resell them for a higher profit and, and I, get profit. I think you told me that your teacher is like just totally wacky about like her stuff and her her whole classroom is decked uh, out yes, in Disney stuff, Yes, it's all right? Disney. So you realize there could be a market for this, right? Yes. Meaning you, you think about it, everybody, everybody, we all, if we just think about it, we all know somebody that's crazy about Disney. Yes. Yeah. It's like Look at Disney's this, this universal Disney. thing that even the people that are listening to this podcast, you know, their moms, they're probably already nodding. Yes, she's crazy about this. I love thing. the Little Mermaid. I can't can't deny it's it's uh it's it's pretty wonderful. So so you save these Disney things. You, you yeah. collect Disney, collect Star Wars, Beanie Babies, and also some other things that anything that is mostly old toys. Coins. coins. Oh, you got coins too? I didn't know that. Okay, it's new. Is that coin um, collection? Uh, you know those little pennies whenever you go to the theme parks and you roll them and flattens it out? Yeah. And it makes it. She has a collection of those that she, from every place she goes to. Mm-hmm. So it's it was a hobby, but it was also, you found that you could buy some of these things that you love yes. and then pass it on to people who really want them and make some moolah, right? Yes, money. And moolah money. Thanks for the translation sure. for everybody else here. Yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> and you were doing this at garage sales. And then I think maybe, your, did your dad say, hey, let's check out the flea market? Or was that you? Um, or Actually, he wa- he always wanted to take us to one flea market at this. For himself, right? He wanted to check it out. but um, Yeah, he always wanted to go there and bring us also just for a fun family experience. Did you go together, all, all four of you? Your yes. mom and your twin sister? All four of us. So you go, and what, what was your first impression like of a flea market? It was very, um, I don't know the right word for this, but it was intense. It was it a was lot intense. of people and a lot of booths, but it was awesome also. So is the is the uh, flea market, is that like a garage sale, like a hundred garage sales all in one place? Um. You can say that, but it's <laughs> you can say really. you can say whatever you want. More chaotic, I think. Gotcha. Garage sales, more people do more research. Really? Okay. And have more um, higher prices most of the time. At the garage sale. At the garage yes. sale. So. Or it can be also less price because. So you know your customer, or you know like. How, who you're buying from, right? Because mm-hmm. I think you might have told me, uh, and remind me if this is true. But people, when they're selling their own stuff, they're emotionally ta- attached to it. Yes. Oh, I had that when my first son was born. We, we need at least $5 from that. But you go to a flea market and they're like, eh, 30 cents, yeah. 50 cents, right? And so it's a different mentality, right? So you're walking around this flea market pretty, probably excited, but you're also probably, what the heck is going on, right? Yes. Did you like it? It was I saw a lot of unique items in there. Okay. And a lot of times it's like even history lessons because when we go, she sees a lot of things there that she's never seen before in her life. And she'll start asking questions Mm -hmm. like, you know, when time we were there, remember? And she saw the water skis that were used at Cypress Gardens. Oh, cool. Cypress Gardens was the original amusement park 
in Florida before Disney and before anything. And they have these That's famous cool. show there where the ladies were water skiing and double decker and everything. Uh, and that was kind of like, you know, for the people listening, it's the stuff that your grandmother used to go to on vacation to see. So we <laughs> saw on. these and they had the logo on them. And I got to, we got to talk about what Cypress Gardens was and which is now, of course, what Cypress Garden, because it changed hands. Um, is it? No, now Cypress Gardens is Legoland, Florida. So when you go to Legoland, that is the former Cypress Gardens. Absolutely. And they still have a big cypress tree there as a memory of the Cypress Gardens. Gotcha. Because some of that stuff, people like to relive that memory and and own something from that time. And so we looked at it and we thought it would be really cool because it had the logos and put it up on the wall. Right. But one of our major limiting factors in our family is that is that her mom does not allow that stuff in the house. (laughs) Yes. So we have to juggle between really cool stuff and what we, and whether, and if mom's at home, then we can't bring it into the house. If mom's away, then we can sneak it in somewhere, which we've done once on one item. And then what happened? What was that item and what happened when mom found out when we brought it in? We bought a carousel thing. <laughs> a, carousel a carousel horse. horse. You know the merry-go-rounds, the carousel horse? Mm-hmm. They had one at the flea market. And we looked at it and we thought, okay, this thing must be a few hundred dollars. And How much did they want for it? And, well, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Katie was really super excited. And we said before she even walked up, okay, if it's less than like $25 or something, you can take it home. And I knew there's no way it could be less than $20. It was $10. It was it was $10. $10, so I was sunk. I had to, we had to buy it. And so we put it in the trunk of the car because it was the horse with the pole. Right, right. And then I had this whole plan. I was going to, while mom You're was away, mom, I was going to go wife. in the backyard, shh, you know, dig a hole, put that carousel thing in, and the girls could sit on oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> so I think what you're telling me is that going to a flea market could be bad for your marriage, right? And that it could be fun at the and same really time. Really cool, funny stuff there, like the high, the gigantic high-heeled shoe that was a, a lounge chair, and we thought it was the most crazy ugly thing we've ever seen and there were and there were two people there and they're like going oh my god this is gorgeous i can so see this in our house (laughs) (laughs) and it just taught us in the world that there is something for everyone every anything out there there's going to be out of six billion people or seven billion people in this world somebody's going to want it so, so you get out to the flea market you're excited you want to buy a high-heeled uh what do you call it chair, uh, chair. you want to buy a horse from a carousel but you're you're buying things that you like to collect because yes. you know that you can make money on it and tell me like tell me some stuff about like the money that you made and, um I make um, a profit on a lot of items that I buy. So give us an example, like with the Beanie Babies. We mentioned the Beanie Baby uh, hobby. Okay. What, so when you go to, how much do you pay for a Beanie Baby? Um, at around 50 cents each to a dollar. Okay. And is there anything particular on a Beanie Baby when you go to buy it that would you would have a feeling, oh, this one? Because we all more, see a ton of Beanie Babies out there um, right now. Yes. I would... I look more specifically for holidays or specific events. 
for Beanie Babies. So if nobody, if people don't know about Beanie Babies, a holiday or specific event, holiday could be like um, Halloween, Christmas, yeah. and a specific event could be like a birthday Beanie yeah, Baby, which like has a, a month Olympic. on it. Or Olympic. Okay, yeah. cool. We Yes, absolutely. We saw an Olympic. And you know that people, there's going to be more of a demand for those because those are extra special, right? Because um, because to celebrate something. Yeah. yeah. People are celebrating Christmas and part of their gift, they want to yeah. do a Christmas beanie. Now, but here's yeah. a, a real interesting catcher, right? Because at first you were buying just normal Beanie Babies, right? And then remember there's something on the Beanie Baby yeah. that makes it, yeah, that made it very much yeah. more expensive, right? So so why is that? Because there are different generations of Beanie Babies. Like a, like a first generation, second generation? The first um, couple generations are far more expensive. More valuable, yeah, right? Yeah, far you can more sell valuable them. than newer ones. And you can tell that because of the design of the tag. Wow. So you learned a lot about it. And when you're talking about like investing or making a profit, you have to know for collectibles in particular, you got to know about what you're doing, right? A stock and bonds a little bit different, right? Very similar. You, you got to understand what's going on. But for collectibles, you have to have very specific knowledge, right? Yeah. The Beanie Babies, the Generations, different stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you started to buy it for 50 cents or a dollar, is that right? And yeah. what would you sell for? I, it depends on a Beanie Baby. Some of them can go up to 30, um, to 10. 10 to 30 bucks? Yeah, maybe even more, higher. Maybe even higher. So have you ever bought like a whole garbage bag of Beanie Babies? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the look <laughs> on her face. That's one of her finds. Um, have bought like a a huge tin, uh, a huge tub, like tub, a tub yeah, a huge tub of Beanie Baby covered with all McDonald's toys of be be McDonald Beanie Babies. So you mean like the 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 what is it called the Happy Meal? Yes, the toys happy, that go in the Happy yeah, Meal. All Happy Meal toys and Beanie Babies. Gotcha. So how much did he want for each one in that uh, tub? Whoever wanted wanted at least one dollar for each toy. And how many were in the tub? About um over a hundred toys are in there. So he had over a hundred. He wanted a dollar per. So he wanted a hundred bucks. What'd you get to? Well, then I decided to go ahead and um, so, just put it out there and ask for ten dollars for it. That's crazy. Aren't you embarrassed that when someone wants to sell something for a hundred to to say just ten dollars and not like fifty or something? Um. I would not feel embarrassed for it because if I don't ask, I you don't. never know what you're. You never yeah. know what you get. Yeah. That's awesome. And so now you're selling them for what three to five dollars is kind of um, normal, actually, maybe. No, some of them, some of them are actually at higher price. Can two of them can actually go up to ten to to fifteen to actually twenty dollars. So if you have a hundred of them, you're at least two hundred. Uh, Three, probably five hundred to a thousand dollars. You will when she ends up selling them all. It'll wow. be five hundred to a thousand dollars for her ten dollar investment. Plus, of course, commission. What we have to talk about, which is our your employee <laughs> yeah. who posted all on the way. Because we, we haven't talked much about your employee that you have working. For I saw you. a very attractive lady walking around here. Who, who, who is she? Yes, my mom puts them up. <laughs> so your mom puts, puts them up. So what does your mom do? She uses eBay to put them up. First, she researches them on eBay, right? Yes. To see how much they're so selling for. To get the best price. Yeah. Yes. Then she 
post it on eBay, right? Mm -hmm. And then she when keeps it keeps the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the whole system kind of falls apart. You buy it, she sells it, she keeps the money. So, so on the one side, it's a very good business model you have going there, but on the other side, uh, you need to see some profits from it. <laughs> yeah, I need to get more strict on seeing collections. the money. Collections, yeah. collections, AR, collections, are receivable. Collections are very, very important. <laughs> to have a sale is important, but you still have to collect the money from your sale. That's a very good lesson to learn. So uh, the, the thing I think is amazing is one, it's a it's like a hobby, but it's a, a heart, it's a business because you know what you're doing. You're buying and you're actually making money. And the other part is is you get to keep some of those profits in things that you like, right? Um, yes. Yeah. The fun thing is imagine when you're at the garage sale in the free market, the part we haven't talked about that you love so much, it's not just the transaction, but it becomes like a treasure hunt. Like Indiana Joe's looking for a treasure out there. To, so she's going through looking for a hidden gem and a hidden treasure amongst all of this other junk. So your dad so, paints this great picture. Is that true? Do you feel like that? Um, yes, it is. Especially yes. when those in a full out box. In yes. boxes where there's lots of things, but it says like five for one dollar or something. Yeah, yeah. Those are one of the best ones because you don't know what's in those boxes. And you walk away, and it could be. And you can, yeah. and then so she, then she digs in and starts picking through. Nice. And, and and you sometimes it's like a surprise getting a gift, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really a valuable one. And some of the money you actually use to, to buying other things that you say, well, yes. I want to sell this, but really I kind of like it. And I think I've heard a couple stories of some weird stuff that you bought. One of them's kind of round like a... Yes, it's not weird. And it oh, was an weird. ostrich egg painted over with an ostrich on it. And an ostrich egg with an ostrich on it. Okay. Sometimes you just got to have one. Yeah, you just I need know. an ostrich egg. Every, everyone needs an ostrich egg. Everyone should have an ostrich egg. It is a memory from Africa. Years. Yeah, and okay. how many times have you been to Africa that you would want yes. that memory? <laughs> it will be a memory if I ever go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing is, uh, I don't recall seeing any ostriches in Africa, but uh, I'm sure there are lots of them there. So, South Africa, whatever. So you got this little gift for yourself, and it all came about because of this business. And then the double-sided lightsaber, which you collect because... How many lightsabers do you have now? Um, I think they're around more than 10. More? <laughs> and I love the story about the guitars, because you bought two guitars, right? Yeah. And you couldn't quite sell one of them, so what'd you do? No, I couldn't sell... I mean, I could sell one, but then my sister wanted the red one because that's her favorite color and sadly i couldn't make a profit on her so i had no, to why couldn't you why make not? a profit on her because my dad said no and that would be immoral <laughs> <laughs> oh. immoral you were supposed to say it's because it's family and you don't make money off of family <laughs> it's immoral um, i like that he said it's immoral. And, that wasn't, <laughs> and that wasn't the truth for full information for all the kids, she wanted to make a profit. And I negotiated with her that if she sold it for the same price to her sister, I would buy her a churro. Uh, churro. <laughs> so she for the churro. churro. So she did make a profit. She got a free churro out of it. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you've got some great stuff. You buy some great stories. You're making money. And what we wanted to, to tell kids is, hey, you know, there's all different types of ways to make money out there, right? You can cut lawns, walk dogs. You can do buy low, sell high, and go to flea markets or um, garage sales. There are kids that are buying used uh, video games and reselling them. 
So, yeah, you were telling me some great stories about... What is it I did actually once? You did? Yeah, I, I actually sold a video So you got these video games, and I think even Grant bought some video games that he didn't think he could buy. He thought he had to be 60 bucks, but if he got one that was, um, what do you call it, gently used, mm -hmm. it cost him like eight bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, hey, this is awesome. But that's really cool. And um, uh, I, I give you huge kudos for doing that. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I think Thank you're you. averaging about $50 a profit a month after everything else, which is great because it's something you love to do, right? And the old saying goes, hey, if you love to do it, you'll never work a day in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, one of the other things we want to talk about, because you have a very unique um, insight, um, and your dad does too, is that you lived in Russia for seven years, right? Yes. And I think you speak fluent Russian, right? Da. 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 Can you say da? Hello, Mr. Jones. How are you? Конечно. Привет, Mr. Jones. Hey, okay. You got to like that. I like the vodka. That's that's my thing. But um, uh, so you've lived in Russia, and we want to talk just a little bit about the money in Russia, because sometimes we don't talk about money in different uh, cultures. And you were telling me some stuff about buying things in Russia, right? Like some things are super cheap, some things are super expensive. And yes. I was hoping to maybe talk to you just a little bit about that. Um, so the super cheap, I think we started with, which is how much, whenever you have a dollar's worth of their local currency, what is their local currency? Because you have to pay yeah. with the you money. You can't pay in dollars, you right? It is, about, it is so, a ruble. So what do you pay rubles? Yeah. They are in rubles and... Uh, which I always jokingly call Barney Rubbles. Barney Rubble, yabba yes. dabba doo. Um, and six, like around 65 to 70 rubles is $1. Okay, and you were telling me about, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but what's interesting is when we first got there, it was 35 rubles to the dollar. Wow, so twice as many rubles. Yeah. So for $1, later on we got twice as many rubles so we could buy more. So dollars are strong and you use them in Russia to get rubles. And you were telling me how much a loaf of bread was in Russia. Um, some of them are very cheap at around 20 to 40 rubles each. 20 to 40 rubles. Wow. So what is that, like 15 to 50 cents, somewhere yeah. in that range? For a loaf of bread. Wow, so like money in other countries, because Glenn, you and I, you, you've probably been to more countries, like worked in more countries. What do you think? A lot. 25, 30 countries yeah. maybe? 40 or 50. <laughs> 40 or 50 <laughs> It depends if we're talking UN certified. Or yeah, yeah, not, not UN certified. <laughs> but you were telling me about that, and then you're also telling me a little bit about like things that um, are very expensive Expensive. What were a couple of things that you said that were expensive? Um, um, apartments and toilets were very. What <laughs> 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 is true? So toilets, outhouses were what's mostly been out there. <laughs> so, so we got to. Am I allowed to say this for a kid thing, depends, which was a learning? It depends on what you're. <laughs> Maybe say. this isn't appropriate, but but one of my stories from Russia is that when I went to a public restroom mm -hmm. um, in a town, she asked me if I was doing one or two. Number one or two, okay. Because she charged differently because number two, you need paper. 
Because there are costs associated with They had costs associated because they had to provide some TP, so they had to charge me 20 rubles instead of 10 rubles. Wow, well, that's crazy. Okay, that might get so, into that. So the, okay. But the outhouse, like when you're in when you're in Moscow, right? That's where your mom's from. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in Moscow. Mom's from St. Petersburg. Or St. Petersburg. Yep. Sorry, but you lived in, in Moscow. Moscow. Yes. My fault. So when you're in um, the larger cities, you generally have uh, a, an apartment. But when you're outside. Sorry about that. St. Petersburg and Moscow. Moscow, that's kind of like New York the Chicago Atlanta. Bears versus the New York Giants or something. Yeah. Oh, guess. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one calls the other one the little village. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the big village, sorry. Big village. So when you're when you're there, you have an apartment in the large cities, right? Yes. But then outside the city, you have a, a house. Um, uh, or you could rent it, like, yes. for... Go ahead. It's around... There, some of them can be expensive. It depends on the house and the property value also right so if you're like near a lake and uh like in cities and everything it goes up gotcha i was getting to the part where we were talking about how an outhouse could be very expensive because if you're renting a house outside of the main um, cities then those houses cost more because you have a a toilet indoors versus outdoors, right? Yes. And electricity. And electricity, and uh, like electricity computers, and other special perks, like there can be trampoline, mm -hmm. a lake nearby. Gotcha. A lot of it, what it comes down to, which is quite interesting, is in the old days, Russia, well, Russia used to be the Soviet Union, a communist country. And so the stuff that was built during that period is very, very cheap. The stuff that was being built after the wall came down and it became a, a democracy is very, very expensive. And that could be a podcast for hours and hours, but mm -hmm. ask your parents because the changes in the past in Russia and many countries in Eastern and Western Europe, lots of things change. Mm -hmm. And you got a chance to experience, you know, the different currency. You got a chance mm -hmm. to experience like what things cost. And I think I remember us saying that if you want to buy strawberries over there, it would be like... Way more expensive because... It's well, seasons. Well, it would actually yeah, be. That's true. There are seasons. So if yes, you tried to buy it out a right. season because you couldn't get it. get it like we do because we're lucky. We get stuff from Mexico or South America in yeah. our winters. Yeah. They couldn't get it. So you had about two or three weeks in the year that strawberries were there. And they were really yeah. super cheap. But outside of that window. Can you imagine expensive. not being able to get strawberries for a big period of time, two or three weeks. A lot of fruits are like that, actually. And well, you love boysenberry, uh, go gooseberries. Oh, well, yes. when those, those strawberries are one of the were in season, that are mostly there year round. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I was okay. just gonna say, when the strawberries are in season, you ate them until you start to look like a strawberry, because <laughs> you know you had a whole another year pass after that. And when we talk about the things that were difficult to get, were like, are not difficult, but were expensive, were clothes, right? They were much more expensive. Mm -hmm. We talked about the fact that you couldn't actually get a double stroller hmm. in Russia, you had to buy that. So what happens when it's expensive, what are they really doing? We talked about they had, would they make them in Russia or would they have to import them? Um, they would. Uh, a lot um, of them were imported. Yes, Remember when we talked about that? Yes, a lot of them were imported, but some also they have their own factories, of course. On some things, yeah. On some, but when they imported it, they'd actually charge an extra importation fee? Yes, but most of the berries, were actually grown on the farms in Russia because Correct. of all the forests nearby. They're actually like the gooseberries are actually known to grow a lot in. Gotcha. And if Russia. and if you wanted to buy, let's say, like an iPhone or an iPad, was that cheaper or more expensive than buying it in America? It is, I think, more expensive. 
mm-hmm. because technology wasn't really a big part. So do you remember do you remember how we went over that example that when Apple would come out with a new phone, they would start in North America, which means where we live in the yes. United States, right? And they wouldn't put they wouldn't sell any in Russia yet. They would wait what 6 months, is that right, Glenn? Yeah. Wait 6 months. So, what was the supply in Russia for the first 6 months? It was goose egg, zero. Yeah, zero. For the first 6 months. What was demand? And what was the demand? Very high. Very high. How many people are in Russia? Like millions. 150 million people. <laughs> a third of the United States. Yeah. And they all wanted an iPhone and there was zero of them there. So what would happen? Didn't you tell me, Glenn? So it, so as we talked about, it was really amazing. Well, because we talked when, about opportunities when, to make money. Right, opportunities to make money. Someone would buy a plane ticket for $1,000 from Russia to America. He would go to the Apple store. He would buy as many as he could, let's say five or 10. And then he would bring it back to Russia, and he would sell them like $2,000 each. So he would make $1,000 on 10 iPhones. So he'd make $10,000. Minus what his cost was. What was his cost? $1,000 round trip. For the plane flight, right? And so he would make $9,000. Now to put that in perspective, do you remember? For what period of time? How long do you think it took him to do that? (laughs) Four days, a A week. week? (laughs) Maybe a week. So he made $9,000 in a week. And, and Glenn, what was the average um, pay in Russia and a month? During that time, people were lucky to get 250 to $300 a month. And so if we're talking about this week, we're talking their pay for to work a whole week was maybe $70. And he made 9000 or three times, three years worth. Yes. of money in that short period of time. Now, he had to have a visa to get into the United States, mm-hmm. so there were some barriers, but talk about a money-making business yeah. and talk about the differences. In the United States, we were, we were discussing, what does a, a physician or a doctor get paid? Do you, did we talk to you about this? Um, no, so I think it's pretty high. On average, uh, probably 200 to 400, $200, somewhere in there. And in Russia, do you remember how much it was that you got paid a month? Um, no, but it's more of a high, I think. High compared to, let's say, 200. Yes. But. Still low. So let's say they earn 500. They could earn $500. double everybody else, but only $500. $6,000 a year. That's 500 a month times 12 months is 6000 Where in the United States, they earn 70 times that amount. Yeah, it's sad. So when we talked about it, you're... Um, and when, part of the reason for that is there wasn't a lot of private practice because they have public health care there. So public health care means everybody gets health care, which is a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that sometimes it changes the pricing and changes your ability to get to a doctor. And what that means is if you get sick, they put you on the list and they get to you when they do. And your perfect example is you knew somebody who was sick who needed a heart um, a heart operation. operation, and they said, hey, you're probably only gonna last a month or two, but we can get you on the list, and in six months we can operate on you. Now, this is kind of hard to think about. You would not be alive still, because you can only, you're only gonna last two months because of this problem, and they can operate on you in six months, but if you pay them a little extra, then they'll put you to the front of the list. Now, that's not really cool, but that's the way business worked there. Mm-hmm. Because the doctors weren't being paid much, so they were happy to get a little extra money. 
to help you to get the surgery you needed in order to get you healthy to keep you alive because the system um wasn't working in your favor and you wouldn't be around by the time you were ready to have that surgery so the thing is is that we we have tons and tons of stories and uh, you know they're all about money but um we wanted just to impress upon people that in other countries, the money and the way that the money works is substantially different. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're lucky. You're lucky here because you do a great job with this hobby. You're earning good money. Got got some good um, insurance that we're dealing with. And we've got a lot of real positive things to, um, to talk about. But I just wanted to end it here. We're 36 minutes. That's absolutely cool. Thank you for being here. Thank you, my guest, Miss Katie Shisha and Mr. Glenn Shisha for being here. You guys have such wonderful stories. Can't wait to come back and uh, hook up with you again and talk just a little bit more. So this is where we say goodbye. Ready? Goodbye. Until the next treasure hunt. Bye. (laughs)